You're listening to the Small Business Talk podcast with Kathy Smith. Small Business Talk is a podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs who want a better way to run their businesses without spending years doing it the hard way. Small Business Talk is hosted by Kathy Smith, who has run the same marketing agency for more than 17 years and helped hundreds of business owners achieve their marketing goals. Welcome to Small Business Talk, episode 160. Today, my guest is Adam Adams from Grow Your Show. Welcome, Adam. Hey, how are you? I am fabulous. And today, we're going to talk about the three pillars of influence. So where do you think we should start when we're talking about influence? Well, I think it's a good idea, to good uh, topic to figure out for people that are small business owners and they're trying to figure out how do we make more money? I think maybe one of the best places to start would be this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, who I used to know when he was like in the wine world. I love wine. I don't have my Psalm one yet, but I want to become a sommelier because not for a business, but I just love wine. And Gary V, before he became this massive influence in basically the marketing space, he used to be uh, somebody who sold wine. And his company in New Jersey-ish area used to be an okay company, but he started doing YouTube. And because of his YouTube, his wine company started selling online more than any wine store in the area could have ever imagined. And I think he was able to like retire his, his dad. The thing that I want to share about like him though, is he's always been ahead of the game when it comes to like marketing. So for example, I think he invested in a few of the platforms like Facebook that ended up doing really, really well, but he did it in the beginning, kind of at ground zero, because he's always kind of a forward thinker. But several years back, it's now 2022, but several years back, I was following Gary Vee and he said something. He said, if you're not online by the year 2022, you will lose the game. That is a really good place to start. Somebody who's always been a forward thinker, who's always known and understood, knew that if we aren't pulling that influence online by the year 2022, and we're already here, we are going to lose the game. And I see the way of creating influence as really it's the way for your business, your small business as an entrepreneur to actually make money. And in short, the three pillars that I've seen everybody, including Gary Vee and anyone who's actually famous and successful, I've seen that they do all three of these things. And I'll share the three now and we can get into any details, any questions that you want. But the three that I've seen time and time again is a thought leadership platforms, number one, social media presence is number two, and meeting in person is number three. In person can count like you and I are in totally different countries, but we're face to face. The listener probably doesn't see our faces. Maybe a viewer will. And so they don't know that we're looking at each other. We're face to face. We're getting to know each other. But even Zoom and other platforms like Zoom, it does count as face to face. So the three, again, that I think are the three main pillars, if you want to basically make money with your company, which hopefully you do, is thought leadership platform. There's many different ideas and ways we can go about a thought leadership, social media, and then meeting in person or over Zoom. 
Perfect. So let's just unpack the Gary V thing a little bit because everybody knows about him now. But when he did the wine online, there was very few retailers like that online. So like you said, he was definitely well ahead of his game. And the other thing that you don't know is that the area that I live in has a lot of wineries around. So to our east of us, we have Ferguson Valley, which is in the south of Western Australia, which is a smaller wine region. And then to the south of us, we have Margaret River, which is probably one of Australia's premier wine regions. So wine is definitely something us Aussies love. And of course, we have stolen it from all over the world and then sell it back to the rest of the world. So wine's are a major thing. But yeah, Gary just realised that by being online, he could then reach so many more people. And it started like almost a blog sort of thing. He was just talking about a particular wine. And then as it evolved, then it became a wine club, a cellar club, that kind of thing. So in the beginning, it was just one guy talking on a camera just like this and saying, hey, I've got this fantastic Chardonnay or whatever it had to happen to be. It's got beautiful cream notes and it'd be really good to go with some food. And so he was just sharing his love of wine to the audience. So I guess that dovetails into your thought leader platform because he was just giving his experience. You know, my favorite part about Gary V and his thought leadership platform, which was his YouTube, these videos that he was making, my favorite part about it was really that he was able to be himself on the thought leadership platform. And I think that's a takeaway that anyone can pull away from the episode. It doesn't matter if it's on your social media, your thought leadership platform, which could be a book or your podcast or your YouTube like Gary Vee had, or when you're meeting in person, I think it's really important that you are who you are. And like, for example, you were talking about him and his, and his videos. He had a spit bucket, for example, and it said New York Jets on it. It was like the logo of the Jets. And most people that thought about wine at the time, it wasn't like wine and sports. It was like wine and pinkies up and jewelry and fancy clubs. And he really was able to amplify his true self without suits, without fakeness, but what he really cared about, like the jets. And he still wants to buy them, I think. (laughs) Him being able to be his authentic self, I think really helped the masses be able to really gravitate toward him because he wasn't talking down to us or above us or using crazy language on his thought leadership platform that only he would know. He had some sophistication. He did talk about what was on the palate and what was on the nose for his wine. He did talk about the foods that it could pair with, but he didn't say it like, I'm a badass and you suck and you're poor and whatever. You know, he didn't talk down to us. He really spoke to us as himself and allowed us who weren't that sophisticated to be able to kind of see wine in a light of, I get this person. I know this person. I'm similar to this person. I have some things in common with this person. He was able to illustrate ideas and examples, things that he wanted to teach us and instill in us with common language. And I think that was a huge thing for his success, honestly. Yes, perfect. And I love Marie Folio's quote. It says, don't try to be somebody else because they're already taken. Yeah, I like that too. 
I think that's very clever. And it's so much harder if you're trying to be a persona, if you're trying to not be your authentic self, you are going to slip up. We see that with celebrities all the time when they are acting the person and not being themselves, that they do get caught out. And yeah, if people don't gravitate to you because of who you are, they're not your people. Let them go. I like that. Yeah. There's another way to say it too, that always sticks in my mind as well. It's it's like when you're talking about being your authentic self, there's absolutely the part where you don't want to be somebody that you're not because in general, they're already taken and in general, your people will follow you and all like Gary Vee because of the reasons why we connect. But they also say, if you're trying to be everything to everybody, like you're really not, nobody's going to follow you. Nobody's going to care about what you're doing. You've kind of got to draw a line in the sand. And that's super critical with a thought leadership platform. I often tell, because I used to do a lot of coaching on this, like in the past, I would help people to be able to develop their thought leadership platforms and things like that. And one of the things that I would tell is this random story. It's not even necessarily a true story that I know of. It's the story of this guy named Uh, because he was a cave person and they didn't really have other type of language back then. But Uh was a member of the only tribe that they had in cave person times. And they didn't have fire or anything like that. Nobody had fire. And he accidentally found it and discovered it. And he liked it because he was able to stay warm at night. He was able to scare away some predators and he was able to cook food. I was super stoked. He was excited. But when he told the chief, the only chief, the chief was scared. He thought it was something of the devil. This is scary. You could burn yourself. This isn't to be controlled. And because of that fear of the common, normal thing, the only tribe that was there, they rejected this thing. But uh, ended up being so passionate about this thing called fire. What he did is he drew a line in the sand and he told the people from the only tribe that there ever was at the time, look, you can keep going this old way if you want, or you can step over the line and come and see all the benefits that fire can do for us. And about half of those people stepped over the line and they started following him and he became the second ever tribe. And it challenged some of those other ideas, but nobody would have followed uh, if he didn't draw his line in the sand. If he didn't have a different perspective, a unique perspective, something special, and it was only regurgitating what else has already been said, then nobody really would have cared or thought about it. But he was able to pull a certain amount of people and voila. There is a lot of humans now that follow in that same footsteps and we see what fire can do for us. Absolutely. And the confidence to do that too. So we need to draw our line. We need to have belief and we need to have the confidence to follow through with it. Even when others are saying that might not be the right path and let them, it might not be the right path for them, but it's the right path for you. And the other thing with that, of course, is not to chop and change, not draw the line and then jump back and forth between the two lines. You need to, once you've gone, you need to make the moat and keep moving forward. You can't go backwards. I love that. That's such a good analogy. Excellent. Okay. So we're thinking about doing our thought leader. So if we've got a fairly good business, but we haven't thought about doing thought leaders yet, where do you think we should start? As we're determining what is our thought leadership platform going to be all about? Is it going to be a book? Is it going to be a podcast, a YouTube channel, whatever? When we're trying to decide and determine what that is, the absolute first step is clearly and easily that we need to identify our avatar first. 
And some people think that Avatar is like a blue person from a movie or others might think that it's some cartoonish character that looks kind of like them that they can post on social media or whatever. Avatar to me is not a blue character or just something that kind of looks like you. But my avatar, when we're talking about thought leadership platform, it's really who is your perfect client? So when you determine who have you worked with in the past or who would you like to work with, you want to name generally, I tell clients, focus on one person. So others would say, oh, it's somebody who makes over 200000 a year. And that to me is not an avatar. That's just a general term, a generality. It's not going to really help you know somebody so much that you can call them out yet. So we want to first determine out of all the clients we've ever worked with, out of all the people we would like to work with, who is one? And we'll probably give that person a name. And it might be the same name as the person that we had in the past. Step one is to basically say, for example, my perfect avatar is, and I'm going to just name a name, it's going to be Spencer. Spencer is somebody who lives in this region, who has this job title, anything over 200,000, there's too many people, right? So he has this job, his nationality is this, his worries are this, how many kids he has is this, what he's looking to do and accomplish is this, the things that are holding him back is this. So your avatar is going to be a him or a her or whatever other gender that you want to call it, but it's going to be a specific person who is struggling with some things and you can solve that problem with XYZ. So that's step one, understanding, identifying your avatar and starting to figure out how to talk to them, where to talk to them. He or she might read books. So maybe your thought leadership platform is a book. He or she might be busy professional, like your avatar, is a busy professional who is accomplished and successful and wants to be successful and is the type of person who likes to listen to a podcast because he or she will be able to get value in a short period of time while also doing their exercise because they're a <laughs> high function person or while also cooking for their kids or while also driving to work. If your avatar is somebody who consumes podcasts, and we find that a lot of really highly successful people are listening to podcasts, just like your listener who is an entrepreneur or wanting to be an entrepreneur and wanting to be able to pull all of these things and be a well-rounded, healthy individual, that's your avatar. And so for you, Kathy, that's who you're playing to. And if your listener is wanting to play to that type of person also, maybe they aren't writing a book. Maybe they're starting a podcast because that's where their perfect avatar, their perfect client, if you will, is going to be. Step one, identifying. Step two is figuring out how to attract that avatar. You would know that maybe my avatar is just for, this is an easy-ish way to talk about it. If your avatar is a funny, outgoing type of person, you might use yellows in your colors and logos, for example. If your avatar is a funny, outgoing type of person, you might want to be the type of person as well to attract them as somebody who, who is also upbeat, light. And so you'll use like yellows in your colors. You'll use these types of things in your language. You'll call them out, etc. And if your avatar is a powerful CEO, etc., you might use reds. You might use reds in logo because this is the power tie color, right? It's not showing that you are powerful. It's that your avatar would naturally gravitate towards. So you'll use this in your messaging. You'll start to create a title that's perfect for your avatar. So we'll just use Gary V, his previous thing. 
his avatar was the common person who was interested in wanting to be drinking wine that some of the sophisticated people were drinking so that we could feel I'm a common person so that we could feel that next class. And so he's able to speak to us and he calls it wine library and he has all sorts of wines where you can watch him taste, hear what he talks about, what's on the palate, what's on the nose. And he knows who his avatar is. He titles it so that we can find him. He becomes the person, not that I'm asking anyone to change who they are. That's not what I'm saying. But he makes sure that he is attracting the right person in the right time. So step one, definitely the understanding the avatar. Step two, starting to figure out how do we attract this avatar And then step three would be the launch of our thought leadership platform. So let's just say it's a podcast. My company, Grow Your Show, we serve podcasters. And so I am a huge advocate for podcasting. So let's just say you're going to start a podcast. You're going to create your image, your artwork. And then when you launch, step three, when you finally launch, you're going to want to have a solid launch plan. Here's just a few takeaways that are helpful for anyone starting a podcast, for example. That will help with the thought leadership platform. A, you want to collaborate with others. So this basically means you're going to get your, some people call it your top 100. I don't remember even the term for some reason I've lost it, but your perfect 100, we'll call it that, even though it's not really what it was. But you basically get these people that you could work with, that you could collaborate with, that maybe they'll be on your podcast, you'll be on their podcast, or they'll shout you out or whatever. So those collaborations are a big part of your launch because they can help you to be able to get in front of other people. One of the ways I call it is like Trojan horse marketing. As many of us know the story of the town of Troy, the Trojans were trying to get in, but it was like an impenetrable place. And it was like right off the cliffs. And so basically what they did is they just built some vessel, which wasn't known as a vessel, but some, hey, we give up and here's an awesome horse. Put it in front of the gates and then they get in their like boats and they start sailing off. And in the middle of the night, they turn around, right? So they're all gone, except for the two that are inside the horse. They're all gone. And so the town of Troy brings in this horse thinking, whatever. Now, a couple of people get out at night, unlock the gates, and they're able to penetrate this impenetrable area. Now, how do we do that? How do we become... How do we get this Trojan horse marketing? It is really the big focus is how do we connect with people that have our audience? That's the question. Like, for example, hopefully someone likes what I'm saying, right? On your on your podcast. Now, your podcast has different listeners than my podcast. We might share a few, but your podcast has some already and mine has some already. And if I'm on your show and you're on my show, for example, it's kind of like this gift, this Trojan horse. I am here to give. I'm here to help, but technically I will be able to connect with a few people that listen to your show. And when you're on mine, you'll connect with and inspire a few people on mine. And now they're going to be following you and you're going to be making extra money, extra influence. So this is a huge part of it. Make sure you're connecting with your dream 100. That's what it was. I finally Ah, remember the dream 100. (laughs) That's a a really good point too, because people think that they have to do it alone. Well, it's a very long road if you do it alone. So if you can get with people that are already successful, then like you say, some of the audience might like both. And it also then shows other people that are looking for guests that 
your caliber because obviously you're on my show, I'm going to be on your show later on in the year. And then it amplifies both of our situations and then people can go, oh yeah, I remember that Adam had that Kathy lady on. I wonder what she's up to and all of that sort of thing. So referral partners and collaborations really does make your life a lot easier. Yeah. I will say there's so much about thought leadership, but here's the biggest like thing that your listener needs to remember. It's the purpose of having a thought leadership. In general, the reason that you 